0: Hello everyone, this is Jennifer Bryant and welcome to the Practical Family Podcast where we are building strong foundations and healthy homes. Hey there families, thanks for joining me again on this beautiful fall day and really whatever time of year you're listening to this podcast, it is a beautiful day. It is, we choose to see life as the glass is half full, (laughs) actually if you get my newsletter, I sent you a um, uh, the, the cross stitch pattern that I did. I found it at one of the craft stores and I, I love cross stitching, but I haven't done it in like forever because <laughs> since my grandma taught me how to do it. Um, but I found this pattern that says the glass is always full. and It's a little picture of a glass and it says half air, half water. So there is always something to be thankful for. Yes, wouldn't you agree? And we are thankful in this holiday season as Thanksgiving is approaching, and we're talking more about gratitude, how to have an attitude of gratitude and communicate that with your kids. Give them practical, tangible ways that they can practice being grateful, including saving money, um, uh, saying thank you to other people, noticing that feeling that they get when something nice is done for them that maybe they didn't deserve, and we call that grace. Thank you, Jesus, for grace. Um, But we'll be talking more about that on the blog at practicalfamily.org, as well as the podcast. And that's why I brought on this guest today. Becca Pogue Oh, is a lovely, lovely person, and I've so enjoyed getting to know her. She wrote the book, Choosing Real, an invitation to celebrate when life doesn't go as planned. And for our fellow mamas, maybe your husband listening to this, and you like to plan, you were the planner, because you know what, if you don't plan it, it's not going to get done. <laughs> and I can so relate with that. Becca and I can so relate with that. But listen to our conversation today, because I really feel like the Lord brought out something particularly poignant to speak to our personalities, the ones who love to have ducks in a row and not that our life is all put together, but hey, we try, okay? (laughs) Um, This conversation and what choosing real is actually about is choosing to invite God into those messy places by first of all, admitting that we have messy places and second of all, that we don't have to handle them all by ourselves. So, listen into this conversation with my new friend, Becca Pogue, as we discuss what it means to choose real and be grateful when life doesn't go as we planned it. Becca Pogue has written a book called Choosing Real. Choosing Real. And, folks, this is by far one of the most real books that I've read <laughs> recently. <laughs> And Becca is here with me today all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, and it, it, even as we were talking before we started the broadcast, I just felt such a f- beautiful and fun connection to her. And as you'll see, we're going to talk about some, some practical issues that we have in common that I think that you'll be able to relate to as well. So Becca Pogue. So tell us, Becca, your, your family just moved from California <laughs> to Tennessee, and that transition has been
1: a little crazy. Um, a lot of crazy? Yes. <laughs> we we are in it. We are in it. We've been here seven months, but yeah, we're we're calling this our trusting scare journey. We just started asking some big life questions and last last end of March we, we trekked out here and left jobs and a home and family and people and um we're just seeing what it looks like to really live out faith. There's good days and there's really hard days. <laughs> oh.
0: And we talked about this this transitional season being after you've written this book. Choosing real is about, you know, Mm -hmm. trusting God in the midst of the crazy, yeah. And how he he often will take us through things, even though we've just because we've written books about it doesn't mean we're the expert on it. But it means Mm -hmm. that we're in
1: we're in that we're living it right. Literally, no. I feel like I actually have had to choose how to see how God is real more so after writing this book, which I'm like, dang it, why did I write that? <laughs> now, I have, now I have to choose this. Um, yeah. But I think that's the beautiful thing. It's it's, it's an ongoing journey. It's not a, a once and done, you know, faith is just constantly evolving and moving and progressing.
0: Mm. Now that can be a difficult concept for people like us to grasp, the people who are planners, <laughs> right? Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: yes. When I began reading your book, um you start talking about how uh, party planning. You love to plan events, do you have people over. you have that spirit of hospitality and um and I can so connect with that because I love when people feel comfortable in my home, you know mm-hmm. um, making having an event go well. and you talk about planning and going into fix it mode. So talk about that a little bit what is how does fix it mode? tend to go against what God wants
1: for us in the planning process. Sure. Um, yeah, after college, I went into event management. And so I, I didn't even realize, but, but my natural giftings were like similar to yours of hospitality and creating experiences and um, all the details that come along with that. But somewhere along the lines, I transferred that over into how I viewed my faith. And so I realized that I was trying to, in a way, control where God was going to meet, how that looked to have a relationship with him. And I realized that I put myself at the center of trying to do everything for him instead of letting him be the one that was sort of pursuing me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, with like events, if something goes awry, we kick into fix it mode. Like I need to shift this. I need to go into plan B and I think that beautiful transition that I've been able to, to shift of, I don't have to be the one to make my faith happen. And God is actually doing the pursuing he's planning things. And I just get to come along and hold it open and receive. Um, but that's very hard for us. Type a let's get her done. Let's make this happen. Um, that waiting and that stillness is where that beautiful, deep transformation comes. So it's a journey. <laughs> oh, preach sister. preach. <laughs> And
0: okay and even even taking the time to like to admit that right now it kind of yeah. it kind of bugs it kind of hurts cuz oh. it's hard to admit when you don't have a plan or when you 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 know you don't know what's coming next the unknown can be so scary because uh, it it really? takes away our sense of control right and nobody wants to feel out of control i mean come on really you know No. we just no. don't and and your book choosing real is about I love how you talk about that it's an invitation, like just how we send out invitations for people to join our party, our gathering, that God is inviting us in to rest with him and to remind us that we are worthy despite what we do. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to quote you right now. Is that okay? Can I quote you okay. from the book? <laughs> wow. Okay. <All right. laughs> so you say. I love how you say this in the book. So you said, like, my mantra has always been, well, why worry when you can plan? You know, that we don't understand people with an anxiety <laughs> for the most part, that, that worry is just, no, just have a plan. What's the problem? But you thought, why worry while you can plan? I thought, plan but planner, I found was just a fancy word for worrier. For if the plan didn't stay with the agenda, self-doubt rooted. And self-doubt can only root if I believe that's where my worth comes from. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even handle right now. <laughs> that just pierced like first truth. Oh gosh. Truth. So much truth. But um yeah, can you how what does that journey look like for you the whole planning and then slowly releasing to
1: God and what has he taught you through that? Mm, it's a beautiful question. Um well, I'm in it right now currently and so I know um when I have a plan and, it, and I can't see the end result or there's um, not a period at the end of the sentence yet, um, what I notice that for, surfaces for me is there's a lot of um, uncomfortableness in my ego. I feel embarrassed. I feel shame. I feel like, oh, gosh, if I had more faith, I'd have the answers. And I think so much of what God's doing is asking me to shed all of the answers and really just trust him in the unknown. Um, and that dependency that comes comes from that um that 's something that i can't i can 't manufacture or plan or make happen and so it's it's again it 's that beautiful perspective shift of letting him do the work and i and literally there 's nothing that I can do <laughs> to make an answer or to plan it to you know put a bow on it can 't do the bows anyway but um, <laughs> really, really surrendering a lot of my agenda um for how he actually just wants to move.
0: I feel like that. We should have that patch on us, you know, kind of like a nicotine patch that says surrender the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> we have them all over us. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It, oh gosh. Yeah. No, it just, it keeps going back to, to that, that we, we don't, we're not our own Holy spirit. We're not, to not have the answers is okay, mm-hmm. and often what I find too becca in that waiting period is is that he teaches us so much more when the time when we allow the time to pass without yeah. doing anything without saying anything, I am so quick to jump mm-hmm. on solving problems sometimes mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know and I know you know this it, it's a gift right mm-hmm. i mean it's a gift mm-hmm. to be able to see things and solve things and have a plan of action but not always. I mean, and that's where the discernment comes in. So, Mm -hmm. so how the Lord teaches us about having discernment to those Mm -hmm. things. I mean,
1: the things that steal our focus, right? Right, right. Well, and I love that you said discernment. Um, I'm, I just started a spiritual direction, uh, cohort, it's a two year program. And it's so interesting to, Pay attention to how often, um, like you and I were talking about, we go into fix it mode, and really, the root of that i 'm noticing is i 'm uncomfortable when someone else has something that they can 't control and I want to like let me give you a solution or let 's see what god 's doing and almost like let 's analyze and and the beauty of just sitting with somebody and just being with them and saying it 's okay like god 's at work, and maybe we don 't see any of that because so much of it's happening inside in our interior um, but it's hard. We're wired as humans to produce and be productive, and you know, and so yeah. so much of that work is just trusting.
0: Yes, and we can easily worship that production, can't we? Absolutely, it can get to that point. Well, yeah. as as the holidays approach, and and you know, and and family, you may be listening to this at any point during the year, but we're we're speaking to each other right now in November, the week before Thanksgiving, <laughs> <laughs> and a time where. Where there's a lot can be a lot of angst around that, you know, not only the angst of family getting together and mm. and um you know having to navigate maybe personalities and and preferences and all of that but but because we we think about that we how to make people comfortable, how to present what everybody needs to be comfortable, you know, so from Thanksgiving right on to Christmas, where we're thinking about gift giving now, becca how, how do you encourage, um, the idea of gratefulness in your home when things like Mm -hmm. that are coming, like, or what has God taught you about that and that you are able to pass on to your kids then?
1: Sure. Um, you know, we try to be really intentional with our boys sitting around the dinner table and having, you know, real conversations. So even if that is just a question of Gosh, what are you thankful for today? How did you see where God was real and met you today? Um, I think helps us sort of direct our our minds to look for ways to um be thankful and then to like actually speak it out and like, you know, kind of just to, to encourage one another in that. So I think we just even just getting that question asked and out there and then hearing from one another um how to be thankful. But even just moving into this season. It's really different for us this year. There's not a lot of extra we're We're in a very simple, even financially um just position, and so, as parents, we want to give our kids so much and so I think it's it's almost reorienting what it looks like to be thankful for, but also what does it look like to um soak up like the really sweet everyday moments, like going to the library and going on a walk around the meadow outside and picking leaves that are changing and baking pumpkin bread in the kitchen together. Um, I think that when our kids look back, I know when I was a child and I look back, those are the things that I am most thankful for, um, those connecting moments. And so I think that's what we're trying to foster in our home with our boys. Um, Not so much about the stuff, but about the heart connection.
0: Right, right, and offering more opportunities for that heart connection. Um, mm-hmm. I I have such a hard time getting away from the consumerism thing. You know, even for myself, right? As as mm-hmm. we we think about how to spend our money, and I mean, God being the giver of good gifts, right? Why mm-hmm. can't I just be content? You know, I have to ask myself <laughs> a lot. I I I don't need another cute mug. Okay, I don't need another. I love coffee, but even like, like as, as someone who likes to, um, the hospitality thing, you love home decor. I could like right. live at home goods and Hobby Lobby and <laughs> all those mm. things that swirl around in my mind that don't make the connection to like my budget. <laughs> my wallet, Right. And how, if I'm so attracted to be all these things and learning to just be content and identify okay, you are not what your home looks like. (laughs) You are Mm. not, you know, even in that. How have you come to terms with the simplicity of just being and just
1: being content? Mm. Mm. I'm learning to give um, myself a lot of permission. A lot of permission for the process, um, grace for being human, that my house doesn't have to look perfect. Um, I think going from, ultra planner. And then when my dad's passed away, suddenly that sort of shifted everything um, to living more open handed. And so I think it, it changed everything. It changed. I don't have to be perfect. And I'm noticing, and I'm curious if you notice this too, Jen, that I think that people, we connect more to one another in our brokenness in our humanity than we do in our perfection. Hmm. And so if that means that someone comes over and I'm like, well, bless the laundry all over the couch. And, you know, like this is life. And I think when we celebrate those aspects, it makes it makes me feel more at home in my skin, but I think it makes other people feel more comfortable with um, maybe where they see their defaults and we see that as just beautiful. Mm, so, so all we need is each other. Yeah, um. and just permission and grace and so much like, oh, it's okay to be messy and it's okay to be in process. Like, we don't have to have it all together, you know? Mm. Um, I was talking to my sister-in-law a while ago and, um, I was sharing with her this idea of just coming as we are. And I was starting at this ministry that we have here in Nashville called pasture, um, where women gather. And I found myself kicking back into event manager role. Like I need to have the perfect venue and the theme napkins and the cute drinks. And, and I was telling her this one day on the phone and she said, you know what, Beck? like you are your best when you come as you are. Like when you're messy and you don't have all the, all the you know, pieces in the row. And I almost needed that reminder because I think that when I come saying, I'm still learning, it frees others up to say, okay, I can too. And that, that I can too moment is, I think, what connects us.
0: Mm, I am too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. How do you connect? Um, what, we're the type of people that it's easy for us to find answers to find resources right. like like for me my background is as a teacher i was a classroom teacher and i love classroom resources i love <laughs> making making and building curriculum you know uh even helping some of the homeschool families out um through practical family it i get such a high when i when i'm able to find stuff and put it together and package it and cutely and, and here you go here here i just help to make your life easier you know and again it's it, I know it's a gift to be able to do that but but when I'm fully depending on being able to do that it's mm-hmm. like you know when 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 do I just stop and just be like and it, and I find that it's it's in those real moments when people are coming and saying hey I feel like I'm like the worst homeschooling mom ever because I don't provide this and I don't have this and I don't have that and my first inclination is to go oh but here you you can just do it this way Sure. (laughs) Sure. Instead of just being like, Oh, I have felt like that too. I never feel like I'm, I'm measuring Mm. up.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hear that. What happens when you give yourself grace to not have all the packaged, beautiful things or the curriculum? Like, what does that look like for you? Mm.
0: What does that look like for me? It looks like I I think it looks like I'm, I'm missing something like I missed uh, a deadline. I feel mm. like I missed a deadline for an assignment. And you know, it takes me even back to school, like when we, actually this, this is making so much more sense now that when we function as if we're getting a grade yeah. for everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and God's uh, like, yeah, A plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you talked about in your book, you know, he's, he's just, he enjoys you, he enjoys us. Yes. Just yeah. for who we are and yeah. that we don't need to be and do this yeah, to be loved. Mm-hmm. And
1: mm-hmm. I think that. Mm-hmm. It's, um, mm-hmm. I'm learning it's one of the most beautiful gifts for, for those of us that are more um, project-based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to really settle back in and find our value and our identity in simply just waking up in the morning and knowing that we already, we already did enough. We already are enough. Um, and that has taken a lot. I think that just takes a lifetime to learn and relearn. Um, but there's that, that calmness in our spirits when we get to know, gosh, I don't have to do anything to find like my value or worth. Or even if, even if nobody says anything, like God is still, and he still enjoys us and he's still proud of us. And Mm -hmm. to know that in our soul is, um, I don't know, that's irreplaceable. Absolutely. Oh, thank you, Becca. That is so good. So
0: good. Oh, gosh, I, I, uh, we could talk about this identity thing all day long, because this is such a hot topic for, you know, all of it, especially our, you know, this generation of, you know, young parents and trying to figure out who we're supposed to be for our kids and what kind of foundation our parents laid for us. And that's, that's why, you know, practical family exists, you know, to build strong foundations and healthy Mm -hmm. homes. And, and in building that foundation, it takes us going back to those really personal places of gosh, why do I do the things that I do? Why do I have and live in this thought pattern in this place? And so, Mm -hmm. so for you to, to help us to unearth those things in your book, Choosing Real that it's it's the choice, it's the choosing to see that Jesus is real, that God is real mm-hmm. in everyday real life circumstances. That mm-hmm. um, you say at the beginning of the book that trusting God, that God has a beautiful plan in the mess, in the mm-hmm. scary, in the unknown, in the tears, and in the not feeling enough. And I think mm-hmm. that just wraps everything up that we that we deal with, especially as mothers, as women, that. That it's the comparison thing all the time. And mm. I'm so glad to get your perspective as, as a planner, you know, mm. because I, yeah, I can talk with people about, oh, we need just to just have grace for ourselves. And it's like, yeah, but do you worry about the things that I worry about?
1: Mm, true, know?
0: true. You know, mm-hmm. and when mm-hmm. we can connect about those things that we both worry about that are that have become that pinnacle of importance, right? Right, right. Let's deal right. with that together. And you just helped me to deal with that just now. <laughs> <laughs> well, And,
1: like, and likewise. And, and I think the beautiful thing is like that God wired you that way. Like if he wired mm-hmm. those of us who are planners and dreamers and go-getters, um, not to shame those parts of us, but, but to really, I think, ask the deeper questions of, am I looking for value in this? Or is this, is this just like a, is this the frosting? Is this the cherry of who I am, at the, you know, who God is in the core of him shining out of us?
0: Right, right, and yeah. and and it's that I think that that God is most glorified in our giftings when our mm-hmm. giftings are the most helpful to humanity. Oh. That it has to be God's getting the glory for it, and not, oh, look at all the stuff I did, <laughs> you
1: know? Right, right, right. <clears throat> because that a, can be that's just the grade
0: symptoms, it's symptoms, and the grade. Right. It's so our motivation of am I doing this for the grade for the gold star for the look how much she can do. Look, she has it together because she can Mm -hmm. do this. And that's, Mm -hmm. no, I don't want to live in that place. I don't because that's not where the real connection is. As you've said, you know, people, and you're so right, people connect to us more in our humanity than our perfection. I love that. Thank you. Oh, well, Becca, what, what is, just to wrap this up then, what is the Lord teaching you right now? What do you feel like? When you have these these moments in this new transition of life, and things mm-hmm. feel out of your control, or the bad days, like what what happens mm-hmm. in your soul, and how do you feel God coming coming to you at that oh, while? Wow.
1: Wow. Oh, Jen, that's such a that's a great question. I'm still asking that. Um, I think I'm learning how to find God as my protector and provider when I can't see outside of what He's doing because i want this linear um map and um i think it's trusting and clinging to the truth that he's giving me about um i will keep you under the shadow of my wing um i will offer you hope um and so i think it's it's that choosing in real time to really be brave about my faith journey when my husband and i are like i don't know how we're going to pay rent next month and and talking to our boys about but you know what here is how god has like he's teaching us contentment he's teaching us how to like really know that he's real when nothing is going as planned and i think that is what we're even when we're talking with our neighbors we're feeling like that's where those beautiful relationships and connections happen mm-hmm. choosing choosing that. yeah choosing yeah. mindfulness, yeah, yeah. choosing yeah, to be authentic about it in the middle and and be okay that i don't have answers and trusting that god's bigger than that um and I think out of this, one thing that I've really noticed is is this passion in me to ask other people, like, what makes you most alive? Like, where, where has God, like, planted that little fire in you? And, like, how are you, like, shining that part? Um, I think we can do that despite circumstances. Oh, amen. Oh, thank you, Becca. <laughs> <laughs> you, just,
0: you just helped to warm my heart and my soul this morning, too. And it's been an absolute pleasure to have you Mm -hmm. here and and practical family community if you're listening right now and you have struggled with how am I supposed to be okay when nothing is going right (laughs) how how in the world how do I choose that can we just can we just pray can we just say a prayer for for all of you right now together Lord, and I invite you Becca to to pray Mm -hmm. over my audience and I Just the need to do this because I feel like the worry and anxiety can mm. can mount up to such an insurmountable or seemingly insurmountable degree mm. that when God, all he wants for us is that peace to rest in him, that when we're not depending on ourselves, because we are so finite, we are so limited in our ability to make things okay, mm-hmm. we just need him. So if you yeah. join me in just praying for my audience right now. Lord God, thank you, thank you for your goodness and your grace in our lives, and I pray that we would together as a family, as a community of 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 people who know that we we're we're not enough on one end of the spectrum, but in your eyes we are when we feel that that coming down on us Lord, I pray that that we would be able to choose what's real. Lord, all the things, all the shiny things, all the objects in front of us that are so fake, God, that are just, or maybe temporary, just for the moment, Lord, may we we choose to live for the things that are real and that are most real about you, Lord. Thank you.
1: God, I just thank you for Jen and her heartbeat um, for this community. And um, God, we just ask right now for those who are in the unknown are in the waiting or in the stillness are um god just really wondering how you're real lord would you speak to them so personally would you reach out and just um, meet them right where they're at um whether it's through a dream or a verse or a friend um god or just a walk around the park god would you manifest yourself so um deeply and personally to each one of us um because at the end of the day that is what beauty and faith is all about. And so we're just trusting that you are constantly inviting us and may we have eyes and ears and hearts to be open and receive. And we love you. And we thank you for this time. Amen. Amen. Well, family, you've been listening
0: to the Practical Family Podcast and we've been talking with Becca Pogue. Um, You can visit her site at BeccaPogue.com and that will be in the show notes as well. And again, she's written an incredible book called choosing real oh family pick this book up choosing real an invitation to celebrate when life doesn't go as planned thank you becca for being here with us today
1: thank you jen it was so fun
0: you've been listening to the practical family podcast where our heart is to encourage families to build strong foundations and healthy homes